You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for tuning in. We talked on the show before about Donald Trump's relationship with Russia and Vladimir Putin. This week, that discussion was amplified when Trump apparently referenced a piece of false information at one of his rallies. Experts say he could only have received that information from the Kremlin's propaganda arm. What does this say? about Trump's connections to Russia, which are very odd and seem somewhat mysterious. And how concerned should voters be, not just about this, but about the role that WikiLeaks, for instance, is trying to play in the American political uh, election? Uh, The White House this week said that uh, it's clear that the Russians are trying to tamper with the election through the release of information. Uh, what is going on and what what should we be doing about it, if anything? Joining me now to unpack all of that is Aaron Reddish, a history professor at Wayne State University who specializes in Soviet and Russian history. Aaron, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me again. We were joking before you came in that, uh, you know, you seem to be here every week now because <laughs> there's so much going on in this election that re- that pertains to the Russians and, and, and you're the person I rely on to, to help me understand. It is confusing. There seems to be a lot of different things at play. Uh, and and I think part of the confusion is is about Donald Trump and his role and, and the fact that maybe he's confused about right. what his role is or should be or how well he knows uh, what's really going on in Russia. As he said at the last debate, he knows nothing about Russia. <laughs> right, he admitted it, so. right? right. Uh, so, so, so sort of set the stage for us here of, of where we are with who's doing what that we actually know is happening and, and sort of what that means uh, for us in terms of our relationship with, with the Russians. Um, so <clears throat> this is, uh, I think I said it last week that relations were very bad and since then they've gotten a little worse. So I think this is kind of the nadir of of uh, Russian US relations um, since since the Cold War um, with Russia increasing bombing of, of Aleppo uh, clearly kind of with a with uh, a campaign with with Assad to to wipe out wipe out Aleppo and and get rid of the terrorists. Uh, According to them, yeah, um, th- the U.S. is basically stalled in trying to move forward with with any type of military intervention in Syria, and then uh, Russia has become the boogeyman in in the campaign, uh, where uh, Trump has kind of this this uh, two headed Janus idea of what to do with with Russia, either kind of the either the ally with him or strike against them. Uh, and then Clinton has, uh, Hillary Clinton has a um, kind of the, the public face, which is be strong against, against Putin. And in the WikiLeaks, uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the few revelations of the WikiLeaks uh, emails is that she actually found uh, Putin to be uh, interesting and she wants to build a closer relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, These allegations that the Russians are involved with uh, the the, the leak of these emails and information about Hillary Clinton and that they are trying to tamper with the American election. I take that pretty seriously. I think most people do. Uh, It was very serious for the White House to say that, which which I think elevates it to 
the, the highest level of, of our government. And what is that? What does that really mean, though, and in, in terms of uh, how dangerous that is or how successful it might be? And, and what are we supposed to do about it? All right. I'm, first of all, I, I wish I had a good answer about whether the, the Russians actually hacked into Podesta's email right. uh, or the DNC. Um, that is well beyond my pay grade. Uh, you know, the, the U.S. intelligence says that, uh, what is it? Cozy Bear and Fuzzy Bear, which are these hacker groups associated with the Russian military, uh, that their imprints were on the the hacking, uh, and that's 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 what we know. Yeah. Um, that it's probably not the Chinese or a four hundred pound man uh, that that Trump has said. Yeah. Russia has a history of cyber warfare um, against Estonia, against Ukraine, uh, South Ossetia. Uh, Georgia. So this is kind of part of their <clears throat> of their plans of 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 disrupting um, opponents' elections, even which is what they did in, in Ukraine, but also just kind of causing mayhem. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's part of their modus operandi. Uh, now, what does this say? I, I we should be definitely concerned about uh, the potential of it. You know, will they actually hack into? a an electoral system i don't think that's you know i think there's concern and then there's reality i don't think that they're going to disrupt the election um they trump might be the better candidate on the surface but yeah. if you dig deeper you know i think that the the kremlin um is not going to try to try to disrupt international politics. Right, in right. Well, and the consequences, if they did, I mean, right. I would think, would not be uh, something that, that Putin or anyone else in Russia would want to deal with. I mean, there is this sort of dance, I think, where they want to appear to be provocative in their relationship with the United States. But they, I, I don't think they want direct conflict with us anymore than we want it with them. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, uh, and my guest is Aaron Radish, a history professor at Wayne State University who specializes in Soviet and Russian history. We're talking about the news this week that relates to the Russians and Donald Trump, the Russians and WikiLeaks, uh, the Russians and Hillary Clinton. They are right in the middle of our current presidential election, getting a lot of attention uh, for what they may be doing or for what the, I suppose they are actually doing in some cases. Uh, what do you think about this whole involvement of uh, Russians, the Russians, either state actors or others, uh, involving themselves in American politics? Uh, that's new. And what do you think we should be doing about it? What do you think Donald Trump might do about it or Hillary Clinton? Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. Or go to the WDET Facebook page uh, or hashtag us on Twitter at Detroit Today. Uh, Aaron, we've talked before about Donald Trump's misunderstandings about the Russians uh, and and the fear that if he were president, it would you know introduce the same kind of instability here that you see with Putin uh, in Russia. Uh, but we, we haven't talked much about how we think Hillary Clinton might do that differently. Uh, given that 
the allegation is that the Russians are tempering with the American election to try to make her lose. I think the natural response for her might be to to, to at least think about that in retaliatory terms once she is if she, if she is president. Uh, that would seem to be dangerous too, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't need we don't need this to be personal. We need this to be about policy. Right. Uh, so Clinton has this uh, uh, personal relationship with Putin, uh, one that has been uh, that started out warmer and then became very frosty. Uh, there are stories of her kind of mocking Putin's walk and his machismo uh, behind the scenes at the State Department. Uh, from what we know about Clinton's uh, actions at the State Department, though, I I don't see how I don't think that personal politics are going to dictate uh, would dictate kind of foreign policy with Russia. What she will do, uh, what it seems that she done that she would do based on past action would be kind of try to show U.S. strength. Um, that could be increased uh, economic embargoes, um, increased military presence in Syria, um, or kind of cutting off kind of relations, kind of going further than what what the Obama administration has done. Um, you know, all of those are, I think, uh, worrisome uh, that, you know, I would argue for uh, bringing Russia back into the fold, mm-hmm. uh, getting um, actually um, pushing a lot of the economic sanctions away, something that the uh, U- uh, European uh, Union seems to be toying with right now. Um, so, I mean, it's not that Trump is going to lead us down a dark path and that Clinton will lead us to to kind of this a, a strong and cozy relationship with or a kind of a, a good relationship with with Russia that both of them have have are problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Tom. Uh, Tom in northwest Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah. Good morning to both of you. You sure. know, this is not the first time a foreign, um, for lack of a better word, entity try to uh, influence the outcome of an American election. I remember when they had the Iranian hostage crisis. If Jimmy Carter, if President Carter, would have yeah. been able to pull off that rescue and bring those hostages back, I don't think Reagan would have beat him. But, you know, from where I'm sitting right now... That's a, that's a really great historical reference, Tom. And, and I have to admit, I was probably too young at the time to, 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 to notice much about what, what was going on. And, of course, I've read about it, but it didn't jump to my mind when we were talking about it earlier, so I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, that put a footprint right across my frontal <laughs> lobe. But, you know, in terms of Trump, you know, to be honest about it, from what I've seen Trump from when he started up until now, Trump does not have the kind of temperament nor sound mind to deal with, you know, Russia, and you know, and 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 Putin and those kinds of things. I mean, Hillary, she's been there, she's done that. I mean, she kind of like um, she knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Donald Trump, that he is a very, very, very dangerous man, not only for this country but for the world. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd hate to be. I hate for him to a three forty five in the morning call come in on the red phone. And he's got to pick it up. Right, that that reference to what was it? That was two thousand eight. Uh, the the call in the middle of the night. Tom, thanks very much uh, uh, for that call. Uh, Aaron, I, I, I want to ask you a little more about Syria. 
which I think is the 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 place where all of this sort of converges right now right. Uh, on the planet. We we heard Hillary Clinton on Sunday during the debate talk about her her approach to Syria. We didn't hear. I, I never felt like Donald Trump focused enough during the debate to really say what what he wanted to do. She says enforce no fly zones. Uh, she says stop short of ground troops. Uh, but that she would use, uh, I think, uh, special forces uh, to do certain things. Does that seem like uh, a reasonable uh, policy course to pursue after the election? Uh, It is a policy. Um, I don't know about how reasonable it is. You know, the idea of the no-fly zones and especially the the safe zones in northern Syria have already been um, rejected by the uh, by the Europeans and they've been rejected by the Obama administration in yeah. part because they won't they feel like that it won't work uh, so a, she's saying I would do it differently right yeah, yeah that's right um, she doesn't want to put boots on the ground uh, and neither does Obama and, and there there you have it there's the there's the rub you know yeah. the uh, the Russians are increasing um, Air presence and uh, and air forces. They've they've um, they now have a permanent base there. So they are uh, they are dictating uh, the Syrian policy. They the Trump idea, um, Trump's idea, not his not his vice president, is to kind of join hands with with Russia, which is an interesting an interesting argument because um he said that the russians are fighting isis right yeah. exactly and that uh, the iranians are too which yeah i don't know that that's it's true. kind of this weird argument uh the russian foreign minister the spokesperson uh of the of the russian uh foreign ministry said that this is essentially a proxy war i mean she said this uh earlier this week uh, between uh, between Russia and and uh, the West, this is what Assad said too. So there's you know there's going to be a lot to be figured out here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Aaron Radish, history professor at Wayne State University, with a specialization in Soviet and Russian history. It is really good that you're here to help us <laughs> understand this really complex set of issues. But uh, thanks as always for being here on Detroit Today. My pleasure. We'll have you back, I'm sure, before November 8th. (laughs) Uh, All right, up next, we're going to end the week on a lighter note, talking baseball and other fall sports with WDET Morning Edition anchor Pat Batchelor. Stay with us on Detroit Today.